When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the tiny stage on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday night, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. So tonight, we are being joined on the tiny stage by singer-songwriter Liv Colley. How you doing? Good evening. Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So for those who might not be familiar with you, give an introduction. Yeah, so I was here before um, when I released my first EP, Something Wild, which I released back in 2017. I've been in Nashville now for almost 10 years. I moved there in 2011 for college. I'm originally from Westwood, Massachusetts, and I've lived there ever since. And I've been writing and releasing my own music. I consider myself kind of a pop country with a little bit of rock artist. Um, I feel like genre is so, you know, gray area nowadays. So I don't really know what I am, but... (laughs) Sounds amazing. Now, the unavoidable question these days is about the pandemic. How has that affected you? Yeah, it's really affected me. I mean, as, as most musicians can say, we've lost income with not being able to play shows. And it's been hard, especially, I mean, down in Nashville, it's, it's all live music. So I really feel for musicians down there that have lost a majority of their income. But I mean, making the best of it, you know, I've done some online like Zoom interviews and shows so far, which have been very interesting. And I have been able to release some music, which is very exciting. And I'm happy I was able to do that. That's awesome. Now, before we talk about the new stuff, the last time you were here, as you just mentioned, was when you released your EP, Something Wild. Talk about that EP. Where is that available? And how did that all happen? I had released one single before that, but that was my first EP. And so that was kind of like my break into the industry and kind of really showing people who I was as an artist. It's called Something Wild. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. It's under my name, Liv Colley. And yeah, it's been doing great. I mean, that is such like my firstborn baby and I'm so proud of it. <laughs> and since then, I've just been kind of building off of that and trying to release music to, you know, show who I am. Awesome. And a couple of new singles, too, since the EP. Talk about those. Yeah. So I released Superman after that, which was released back in 2018. That was my first single since the EP. And that was something that I wrote 100%. That did pretty well. I was surprised at how well that did. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I was very proud of that song. I am very proud of that song. And it's just about like finding your inner strength. And I had released that EP. And as most musicians can verify you go through such ups and downs as an artist you release something and you you know you've on such a high and then you can come crashing down after that because you're in a lull and you know the thrill has worn off from the release and so superman was kind of that song for me that i wrote to kind of get over the lull that i was in and i had heard a lot of no's in the industry and i just decided to write a song about being my own superhero and doing it on my own (laughs) awesome And then uh, just a few weeks ago, you dropped your most current single. Yeah, I released Up So High. And that was kind of like the sequel to (laughs) Superman. But that was more about, I personally wrote it about relationships, which I don't write a lot of my music about, surprisingly, as an artist. But yeah, I wrote that about like going through a breakup and kind of just glowing up afterwards and like finding your best self. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be like a romantic relationship. It could be a job that you broke up with or even a friendship or something. And it's just like that toxic energy that was in your life that you don't realize at the time. But then once you get rid of it, you, you know, you're up so high and you just feel so great about yourself. Awesome. Well, let's start off with some music. Let's do the title track off of the EP, Something Wild, and then we'll talk some more. We have Liv Colley joining us in studio here on 95.9 WATD. There's a fire raging deep inside, just wishing, waiting to see the light. We're the ones to let it out, so we're
That's something wild from Liv Colley on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands, musicians from across New England. And Liv, talk about that song. How did that one happen? That one is like one of my... I mean, I say all my songs are my favorite songs, but I, like I had mentioned before, I released my first EP. That's the title track. And I had four songs on this EP and I originally was going to release a four song EP. And I just kept thinking to myself that this EP is missing something. It needs just like that big anthemic song. So I reached out to two of my favorite writers in Nashville, um, Arcadi Gelman and Will Duval, who I had written with before. And I said to them, I was like, I just need something big and I need a big song for this EP. And so we literally booked a ride the next day. We went into the studio and we recorded that song. And I was like, this is it. And it's the title track. And this is awesome. I didn't play it for any of my family members or friends before the release. I wanted them to hear it for the first time, like once it was released. What do you think is easier, writing by yourself or co-writing? I don't know. It's it's difficult. I actually really enjoy writing by myself, which I think everyone has had to do this year with the pandemic. But even before that, like the past year before the pandemic, I was writing a lot by myself just because first there are some songs that you know exactly what you want to say and you know exactly how you want to say it. And so you just kind of write the song by yourself. But for something like that, I knew just how talented they were. And I knew that with their, you know, our various skills, we could come together and write that song. So it really depends on the idea you have and what, you know, what you think you can write by yourself or if you think that you need to bring in other people for it. How long has music been a part of your life? It's been a part of my life for a very long time. I had my first little solo in a concert when I was in kindergarten and we had a kindergarten graduation and it was Disney themed and I sang this little line from the Little Mermaid song. And that was the first time I performed on stage. And ever since then, I've been into music. My dad's a writer. He's not a songwriter, but he's a writer. And so I got my writing genes from him. And I started writing songs when I was in like middle school. So when did you realize that you could share those songs in public? I when I was in high school, I released four songs. And by release, I mean, like, I didn't even know how to release them on iTunes or anything. So I just kind of posted them to my website at the time. So that was the first time I ever released music. And I've since taken all of those down. And I, you know, hope they don't see the light of day again. Um, (laughs) Wayback machine, go check it out. Yeah, no. (laughs) They're great, you know. My parents still, like, love those songs. And, you know, I'm proud of them because I was, like, 15 and they were the first songs I wrote. But, um, But, yeah, that was the first time I released music and... I was in high school. And at the time, I was kind of like Taylor Swift, I think was she's a couple years older than me, but she was huge with my age group. You know, we were in high school and the songs that she released were so big. So like I wanted to be like my high school's Taylor Swift. And yeah, that was that went well. (laughs) Fantastic. I love that. Let's do another track off of the EP. What do you want to share next? Um, off the EP, let's do let's do that Bronco. All right. 95.9 WATD. We have Liv Colley in studio. But I didn't care Friday night drive through runs for our favorite shakes Wishing we could slow down time Stepping on the brakes And she'd run with that busted up Side door. Pull me in close as the rain started to pour. And when he didn't call me the rest of that damn week, I cried on that torn up 
receive And we flew with those beaten down wipers Flew as a morning girl glider knew We were riding with a fighter Riding with a fighter Burning rubber on the road Cause the tires were old But we got all around town It took all of us Collie here on 95.9 WATD with that Bronco. Liv, nice job on that. Thank you. So talk about that song. That's a true story, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So I wrote that one 100%. That was like one of the first songs in Nashville I wrote 100%, meaning there are no co-writers on it. And I had a Ford Bronco in high school. His name is Bruce. And I got him when I was a junior, I want to say. And he was like my first car. I mean, he was technically my dad's car, but (laughs) I was able to drive him. And uh, yeah, so I mean... He was just like one of the most pivotal points of my high school experiences. And people still from my high school remember my Bronco. So I wanted to write a song and I made him a girl in it because, you know, girl power. And it's 2020. That can happen. So (laughs) but it's okay. (laughs) How long did that song take for you to compose? That one was very short. I mean, I think I wrote that in one night. Some songs I write by myself. It takes a couple days, could take a couple weeks. But that one came out really, I mean, it was just so organic. Everything I wrote about was true. So it was basically just like a little mini biography that I wrote. So how do you compose? Take us through your typical songwriting process. So it kind of changes. I mean, it depends what I think of first. Like, I am not a strong melody person. Melodies don't come easy to me. I'm a very much like lyrical writer. So for me, melodies sometimes just pop in my head at very random times and I'll pull up my phone and I'll pull up my voice memo app and I'll just quickly record the melody because it'll leave my head in 20 seconds. But then sometimes I hear... I like I'll come up with an idea. It'll be in a movie or a book I read or something. And I'll hear a line and I'm like, oh, I want to write something about that. Like I have a song I'm working on right now that I heard one line from um, Game of Thrones and I was like, oh, got to write a song about that. So I have a song I'm working on about that. So it really like there's no set order that I do things in. It's just kind of whatever pops in my head first. (laughs) I know some songwriters can only write from personal experience. Others have the ability to put themselves into somebody else's shoes and write from their perspective. Where do your ideas come from when you're composing? They they mainly come from my perspective only because like I just I can't really put myself in somebody's shoes and try to act like I know what that person went through or whatever people go through in something that I haven't experienced myself. So just being I'm just more comfortable writing from my own perspective, but I do like to write my songs very or most of my songs, like in a very vague sense so that people can listen to them and relate to them in different ways. Like Superman, I wrote it from the, like my perspective of thinking of the music industry, whereas someone could listen to it after a breakup. They could listen to it after whatever, even if they're just having a bad day, you know? So I like writing things that people can relate to in different ways. How do you then keep those ideas fresh and current? Again, it's like I don't like to... 
there's when you're a writer, um, especially in Nashville, people will talk about like you don't want to date yourself in a song, meaning like making references to certain things. Like there are some songs out that mention social media or Instagram or something. And it's like that might not be popular in 10 years with how the world is. So I just like to write with a very general sense of mind. And I just don't like to date myself and just make it relatable to every age group and every genre. I think one thing is for sure is that Broncos will always be popular. Yeah, they're coming back. They are coming back. And if anybody listening to us has a contact at Ford, send them that song because I've tried and they don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> we have Liv Colley joining us in studio here on the tiny stage on 95.9 WATD. We're up against our first break of this hour. We have a lot more to talk about and a lot more songs to share as well. So stick around. We're your radio station. The South Shores 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to The Tiny Stage on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, my name is John Shea, and we're being joined tonight on The Tiny Stage by Liv Colley. How you doing? I'm great. Introduce yourself again, if you would. Yeah, so my name is Liv Colley. I'm originally from Westwood, Massachusetts, and I now live in Nashville, Tennessee. And you were here a few years ago when you released your EP, Something Wild, You went by a different name back then. I did. So when I was like 21, I decided that I was cool enough to pretend I was Madonna and go by one name. (laughs) So I chose just to go by Liv. And I mean, it's my real name. Like every a lot of people call me Liv. So I was like, this is fine. But I soon realized, especially after I released my first EP, that you cannot find me anywhere. I mean, Liv sounds a lot like live. So like live music, live music, you just it you can't find me. So for years, I wanted to change my name. But for a long time, the only way would have been to like pull all of my music off of the like streaming and stores and stuff. And I would have lost all of my streams and purchases. So it took a while. And I finally figured out a way that I was able to change everything. So I'm officially Liv Collie. Awesome. Are your followers still the cauliflowers? They're the cauliflowers, the live squad. I don't know. We're going to we're going to adjust. I like it. <laughs> Share with us your website and social media information. Yeah. So my website is this is um, You can find me on Instagram. It's at uh, the live music, the L.I.V. music. And then I'm on Twitter, which is just Olivia Colley, which is my name. And I'm on Facebook, which is Liv Colley, C-A-W-L-E-Y. Awesome. Now, you've been in Nashville for just about a decade now. And you've worked with some some pretty major acts there, like Rascal Flats. Talk about those experiences. Yeah, when I was in college, I went to Belmont University. I was a songwriting major and a music business minor. And my songwriting professors there were, you know, real life songwriters. They were professional songwriters that also taught these classes on the side. And so through the connections I made with my professors, I was able to get an internship with Kelly King, who's a publisher down there. She's amazing. And she owns Kingpen Music. And so she works with Rascal Flatts. She works with Brothers Osborne. So I worked with her and with them for about three or four years. And so I really got to see the industry firsthand. And it was cool with Brothers Osborne because they had really just started out in the industry and they were kind of I don't I shouldn't say started out, but they were first like finding success in the industry. I mean, they were there like 10 years before I was there, but they were finding success in the industry. So they released their singles and they were really building a fan base. They won their first CMA award when I was working with them, which was so exciting. And now they're huge. So it was a really cool experience. I got to see and meet so many cool people and it was awesome. What did you learn from those experiences that have helped with your personal career? Working in publishing, so for people who may not know, publishing is like a publisher in music is someone who signs songwriters and then they book co-writes for the songwriters and then they also pitch their songs to artists in the industry. So we had um, a roster of songwriters that were um, signed to Kingpen Music and um, we would you know, well, it was her, I mean, I was her assistant basically, but she would uh, book co-writes for them. And then when we would be together, we would listen to their songs and look at like the pitch sheet of who was looking for songs at the time. And we would pitch their music to the artists. So being a songwriter myself, it was really eye-opening to me to see what really took and what people weren't looking for when it comes to music. So I really was able to I mean, my music at the time, I was like 21, 22. So it was not great, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, When you're fresh in Nashville, you think you're really cool. And then you see all the songwriters there and you're like, wow, I'm absolutely nobody. But um, it really 
like it helped me to work on my craft and to work on my writing and realize that I need to step up my game because there are some incredible writers in this town. Since you released your EP in 2017, you mentioned you dropped two new singles. What did you learn from making that EP that made the future recordings easier? Well, that was really my first time. I mean, I had released a single before my EP. That was like my first kind of single in the world, and I really didn't know what I was doing. The EP was after I had worked in the industry for a little bit, so I kind of knew you know, what I should be doing and how I should be releasing this. And then my single after the EP was Superman. And that was really on my own. I didn't have a co-writer or anything on it. And like I said, that was kind of just like the EP was my first step in the door. And then after that, I was able to really hone in on what I wanted my brand to be and what I wanted my sound to be as an artist. So Superman was what I released after that was really like focusing on what I really wanted to do. Awesome. Well, let's play Superman right now, and then we'll talk about it. Sure. We have Liv Colley in studio here on 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage. They say I'm weak, but they're all wrong. And about to prove to them I'm superhuman strong. I hear the hate, it's all around. But I'm leaping over it all in a single bound. I don't need wings, I'm already flying. The view has been up from up so high end. Shoot your bullets cause I won't feel them I don't need a Superman Baby, I'm Superman I don't need fame, you keep your fortune I find my power when nobody else is watching And some will try to make a copy But I know the mark of maiden They got nothing on me I work alone, I write my own story Nobody else will ever claim my glory Kali on 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage tonight and talk about that song. Superman is probably one of my favorite songs I've ever released. And I say that, like I said, about all of them, but I really mean it with Superman. <laughs> I wanted to release something powerful. I wanted to release something that a lot of people could relate to because we all have bad days. We all go through hardships in our life. And that's something I wanted to you know, portray in this song. And it's just, I wrote it 100% and it was something that I was so excited to release. And something I do in Nashville is actually I sing, I'm a volunteer musician for Musicians on Call. So I sing bedside for patients in various hospitals around there. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do it much this year, obviously, but I'm able to sing Superman for them and patients absolutely love it, which is 
so amazing to hear. That sounds like it was a workout in the studio for you, too. It was. I mean, (laughs) you know, most singers know that you do a lot of takes for songs when you're in the studio because you want to get the perfect vocal. But that's one of those songs that like you can't do a lot of takes for because you won't have a voice after. So I had to really just try my best and hope for the best. (laughs) So there was a time somewhat recently in country music radio, especially where female acts sort of took a backseat to male oriented acts. And if you saw the recent list of country music Grammy nominations, it's pretty packed with female artists. Do you think we're still in that situation today? We definitely are still in that situation today. I think that's mainly with country radio, though. Um, Grammys have always really been great and ahead of the game. Like, um, like you said, I think for country album of the year, there's no solo male acts. It's all females. And then like Little Big Town, which obviously has wonderful males in it, but it's not just a solo male act. So there's definitely still a problem there. And there are some wonderful people down in Nashville that are working on it and trying to fix it. But it's just uh, country radio is still such a male dominated place. And it's unfortunate, but we're working on it. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I've, there's um, there's this great group in Nashville called Change the Conversation, and it's run by um, Leslie Fram and Tracy Gershon and Beverly Keel. And these are super high up women in the music industry. And they started this group to, at the time, do in-person like sessions for female artists to come and they talk about certain issues in the music industry. Obviously, now it's kind of over Zoom, but they talk about females not being played in country radio and they really don't know why it's mainly i mean country music kind of turned into like party music a while ago i don't think it's the same now but for a while it was really bro country oriented so i think they just kind of stopped playing females because they thought that's what the listeners wanted to hear but it's just not the case i mean just not i can speak for watd i I program the music here we're not a country station or adult contemporary but with our music scheduling software it's literally a mouse click option for don't play female artists back-to-back. Yeah. You can also set that for male artists back-to-back, but there is an option for female artists, and all you have to do is just uncheck that button, and, you know, who really cares if you play three or four female artists back-to-back? It's, as long as the mix sounds good. Yeah. I, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I don't know enough about radio to know the reasoning behind it, but I know... And for, there's testing, and there's, there's you know, Nielsen ratings and all that. And, yeah, I mean, like, Casey Musgraves won Album of the Year at the Grammys a couple years ago, and she still didn't get radio play on country music, so I really don't know what to tell you there or what how we're going to fix this, but people are definitely working on it. I hope it's changed soon. It's incredibly frustrating. I also think that also with country music, I mean, like, if you listen to country music today, it's basically the classic rock of the 70s and 80s and modern day standards. I think with that same respect, the country music of five or 10 years ago is now becoming Americana music, which is turning into its own separate format. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with that format, females kind of dominate. Yeah. I mean, I will say I think things are better than they were even like maybe three or four years ago, but they're obviously not anywhere near where we want them to be. I think like two or three years ago, I went to a change the conversation session and they said that the number like 10th most played male artists still had like 50,000 more plays than the first most female played artists, which was Carrie Underwood. So obviously there's still issues. And I think they said like 8% of all country radio was female back. I think I want to say it was 2018, but it was like 8% of country radio was women. So yeah, that needs to be fixed. <laughs> that needs to change. And I don't, like I said, I don't know what went wrong because I know in the 90s, like I really didn't grow up with country music, but I've learned a lot about it now. And in the 90s, females were huge. I mean, think of Shania Twain, you think of Faith Hill and all those amazing people. As a female in the music business, what has been your biggest obstacle? I think just being a female in the business, <laughs> like going into meetings and being told that they are like publishing meetings and being told that they already have a female signed. So that's kind of like their quota and they don't have room for anybody else. Yeah. I mean, it's just (laughs) being a female in the industry is not easy. I don't like to use it as an excuse. I, you know, because I'm still going to work hard and I believe in myself and I believe in all the other incredible female artists down there. But yeah, there's definitely, and I think you also have to have a certain look as a female, like males can get away with looking how they look whereas females are supposed to look a certain way and by the time we hit 30 we're like already old maids in the industry so no one wants to work with us whereas males can be signed as late as 40 or 50 or even later so there's a lot of issues that need to be addressed (laughs) 
How do you find yourself getting around those challenges and obstacles? Um, I drink wine and I think about that obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how are we going to fix this, Liv? Um, I mean, I've gotten this far and I have gotten through many obstacles. So I just kind of use that mindset that I'm like, well, I've gotten through obstacles before. This is just another one. We're going to get through it. I throw in Superman. Listen to that. I'm like, we're good. Let's go. Let's go, Liv. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. <laughs> We've got a couple more songs left here. I'll give you a choice. Do you want to play Punchline or another country song next? Let's do Punchline. All right. Liv Colley is joining us tonight on 95.9 WATD. Saw you out at the bar last night Hanging on to what used to be mine Probably dropping you his famous line Used to give me every time On the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Liv Colley, tell us about that song. How did that one happen? That one was a co-write. I wrote it with uh, Jillian Cartarelli, who's also from Massachusetts. And we wrote it together one day. And it just kind of, we were both going through, I mean, this is probably like five years ago now. um, But we're both going through, you know, boy issues. And we were just talking about how like, you think about the next girl that gets him and they think, you know, you see them all happy and you're like, that. Ah, just wait, just wait. His true colors are going to show soon. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Jillian, if you're listening, reach out to me. Let's get you on the show sometime. I'm yeah, a, for sure. A big fan of yours. So Liv Colley is joining us in studio here on WATD. 
Talk about your influences. Who did you grow up listening to and who are you listening to now? I mentioned before, I really didn't grow up with country music because, you know, I'm from Boston. And now country music is actually really big in Boston. But at the time, it wasn't. My parents were big fans of the Eagles. I listened to them. My dad loves Melissa Etheridge. So I grew up with her and Fleetwood Mac. Love them. But when I was probably around 13 or whenever the season was, Carrie Underwood was on American Idol and I was a huge American Idol fan. So I watched her from literally her first audition until she won and I voted for her every single night. And when you're like 13, 14, that's kind of when you're, if you're a singer, you're kind of finding your voice and really honing in on your voice and your singing. And so for me, I was watching her every night and I just loved her so much. She was my first introduction to country music and she's kind of, you know, a pop rock country. So I just kind of started singing songs like how she would sing them. And I think she is definitely my biggest influence when it comes to music. And now even when I play shows or whatever, people will say how much I sound like her, which is great. I mean, I don't think I sound exactly like her because she's a legendary queen, but she has definitely influenced my voice and how I grew up. How about undiscovered artists in Nashville right now or in Boston? Either one. Undiscovered artists. There are so many. I mean... Uh, one of my friends, Rayana Estrada, she's incredible. She's uh, she's more country than I am. She's a great country, like Americana artist. Um, like you mentioned, Jillian Cartarelli, she's great. Um, God, there's so many. I can't even think of, there's just so many on the top of my head. She's definitely discovered, but like Mickey Guyton is an amazing female artist out right now. She has some incredible songs. She was just nominated for her first Grammy, and she was actually the first black female artist to be nominated Uh, I believe in that category, which was best country solo performance. She's incredible. Check her out. She's doing great things this year. That's incredible. Liv Colley is in studio with us tonight. So let's say you're in the Bronco (laughs) and you're driving across Boston or you're driving through Nashville, wherever, and you're the only person in the car. (laughs) What do you put on that nobody else knows you listen to? Oh, man. My playlists are so different. Your favorite guilty pleasure. Um, show tunes. I mean, I grew up like as a musical theater little kid. So I grew up listening to show tunes. So like I will be belting out the Wicked soundtrack driving or like this is kind of not really show tunes, but the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Bomb. I listen to that when I work out. I listen to that when I'm driving. So good. (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned working out because fitness is another big part of your life. Talk to us about that. It is. I'm a certified personal trainer and fitness is just, you know, I say that music is like the emotional therapy for me getting to write and release my emotions whereas working out is the physical therapy for me so it's you know I'm able to let out emotions that way but I love working out it's such therapy for me obviously this year haven't done much of it but (laughs) the gyms have been closed I've been doing my best to work out from home but yeah do you find one influencing the other yeah, I mean, I wrote Superman with the thought of being like a workout track, and I wanted people to be able to lift to it, wanted them to be able to run to it, and I've had a lot of people tell me that they do, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. Also, off air, you were talking about a potential music video that might be in the works. Yeah, so I have that coming out, hopefully by the end of the year, if not early next year, just have to figure it out, but I do have a new video coming out, and then next year I'm hoping to put out my second EP. Cool. Can you share with us the song? Is it going to be that new one? Yep, it's going to be up so high. We have Liv Colley in studio and let's do um let's do another country song word all right 95.9 WATD and then we'll talk about it I won't be another country song I won't be crying all night long Friday night and I'm feeling good living loose just like I should I'll have another time to rediscover what it's like to be worry free the beauty a little lonely Don't even have my phone No one's waiting up at home Cause you were kind enough to let me go I won't be another country song Crying all night long Tears filling up those empty bottles I won't need you next to me I'll be dancing with just the beat Running my engine at full front Sitting just outside Playing games of wrong and right I remember those days About drove me crazy Dinner's half the price these days When I'm ready, don't have to wait I don't need romancing 
95.9 WATD off of her EP, Something Wild. My name is John Shea. You're learning about independent bands, musicians from across New England. We call it Almost Famous, and we're on the tiny stage tonight with Liv Colley. Talk about that song. How did that one happen? That one was written when I was in college. It was actually an assignment in one of my songwriting classes. I wrote it with um, Bryce Merritt, who is a pop artist. So me being country, him being pop, we kind of just put our skills together and wrote that song. And um, that was my first single I released. I released that back in 2016. And I love it. I mean, it's it's. I have people that tell me it's one of their favorite songs. I think it's just so happy, you know, it's so upbeat and it helps, you know, if you're having a bad day again, you can listen to it. And when I was working for Rascal Flats, one time I was playing it for my boss. It was like right before I was releasing it and I didn't know, but Rascal Flats was right outside the door. And so they ended up walking in and Gary, uh, the lead singer, Gary ended up singing along to it and he was like I love this I love this beat and I was like starstruck because I really hadn't met them that many times before when uh, they had come in that time and he was singing along to it and that will be like one of my favorite moments ever (laughs) fantastic love that so share with us again your website and social media information yeah so my website is thisislive.com you can Check me out on social media on Instagram at at the live music, the L-I-V music. My Twitter is just Olivia Colley. It's my name. And my Facebook page is Liv Colley, C-A-W-L-E-Y. Excellent. We are up against our final break of the night. And we have one more song to share and a little bit more to talk about, too, with Liv Colley here on 95.9 WATD. So stick around. Keep it right here. We're the South Shores radio station, 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea, and for a few more moments, we're being joined on the Tiny stage by Liv Colley. How you doing? I'm great. So one last time, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Liv Colley. I'm originally from Westwood, Massachusetts. I now live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm a country pop artist. Fantastic. And your website and social media again, if you would. Yep. My website is thisislive.com. My Instagram is at the live music, the L-I-V music. And my Twitter is Olivia Colley. And my Facebook page is Liv Colley, C-A-W-L-E-Y. So with the pandemic basically devastating the music industry, for the time being, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come out on the other side of this eventually. But what can people do right now to support independent music in their community, whether it's here in Boston or in Nashville, anywhere in the country? I would say um, a lot of artists. Well, the first one would be stream or 
better yet, purchase music from your favorite local unsigned artists, your indie artists. I mean, streaming is great as well. We just really don't get paid that much for it. Whereas purchasing the music, we get paid a lot more. So if you're old fashioned like me, go on to iTunes or wherever you buy your music and purchase the songs that you want to you wanna buy. Also, I know a lot of artists are doing like live shows online. So on Instagram and on Facebook, and they might have their Venmos or like online payment situations out. So tune into those and just tip what you can. I know it's a hard year for everybody. So it's, you know, we get that. Um, But if you do have any extra funds and you really want to support your favorite indie artist, that would be the best way. If somebody wants to send you a tip tonight, do you have a Venmo set up? I do. It's um, Olivia Colley, C-A-W-L-E-Y. Awesome. And you have uh, an EP out and some singles as well. Talk about what people can find online from your music. Yeah, so you can find me on Apple Music and Spotify. Now that I've changed my name, it should be a lot easier to find me, thankfully. Um, You can find my EP, Something Wild. You can find my single, Superman. You can find my new single, Up So High. Awesome. And what's next for you? What is next for me? God, if I had a nickel for every time someone asked me that question. (laughs) (laughs) I have a music video coming out very soon. I don't know the exact date yet, but that is in the works. And then I have hopefully a new EP coming out next year. Amazing. Up So High, a track you recorded here on the South Shore. Talk about this song before we close out the night. Yeah, Up So High I was the first song I recorded here in my hometown in Boston. And I recorded it at 37 Foot Productions with Sean McLaughlin. And it was such an incredible experience. Right before the pandemic hit, I was on track to go into my normal studio that I use in Nashville and go in and record a new EP. It was literally like two weeks before everything shut down that we were planning out the dates and stuff. Obviously, things shut down. And I ended up leaving Nashville and quarantining with my family a majority of the year. So I really wasn't even in Nashville much this year. And I was just so antsy to get new music out. So once I was in Boston, I was researching some, you know, uh, studios here and you are the one who actually suggested this place. And it was such a great experience. The musicians were incredible. Sean's incredible. It was amazing. So you mentioned earlier in the night that Up So High is sort of a sequel to Superman. Was that intentional? Yeah, I wanted it to be something that was, like I said, powerful and strong and just really helps people find their inner badass. I think that we live in a world now, especially this year, where it's very easy to get down. And I just wanted to release a song that would bring you back up, up so high. So that was something important to me. I wrote this song last uh, two the year before this past year, I think, um, I don't remember. I wrote it 100%. So again, without any co-writers. And I wrote it about a breakup actually multiple breakups. It was just something, you know, if you're in a bad relationship, you don't see it at the time. But then once you're out of that relationship, you realize that toxic energy is gone and you just are such a better version of yourself. You're so much happier. It feels like a load has been lifted off. All right. Well, let's hear it. Thank you again, Liv. Get home safely. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. All right. 95.9 WATV. It's up so high from Liv Gawley. I know what you thought would happen. I know what you thought I'd do. Figured I would lose myself the second that I lost you. But cutting those ties between us like chains falling off a of feet.